So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the 20 habits that you must stop. Stay tuned. In a world of incompetent bosses, micromanagers, and petty tyrants, one management professor claims that he can help you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. You are listening to The Leadersmith. Now, here is your host, Darren Gertis. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about something I talked about in class yesterday. Uh, so if it sounds kind of like it's academic, well, it is. I'm drawing on a book uh, called What Got You Here Won't Get You There by Marshall Goldsmith. Marshall Goldsmith, if you don't know who he is, is uh, one of the world's premier uh, consultants and coaches to executives. And in his book, he has he devotes actually a chapter or two I think it's two chapters to this uh, this idea of these twenty habits that you must stop, and it, I mean it's it's really good advice. So we're gonna dive right in. I'm not gonna give a whole lot of commentary. I got to get through twenty very quickly, and I want to get you there. Okay. So habit number one, winning too much. He says winning too much is the number one problem because it underlies nearly every other behavioral problem. So somebody who has to win at all costs, like I have to win, I have to win, I have to win, something's not right. That's not a sign of health, that's a sign of something's wrong with the person. Habit number two, and it doesn't sound like a problem until he unpacks it, adding too much value. Okay, he says this, the problem is you may have improved the content of my idea by 5%, but you've reduced my commitment to executing it by 50% because you've taken away my ownership of the idea. My idea is now your idea, right? So I had a rule when I had people working for me where they would bring something to me and if they were, if it was 80% good enough, I would say, great, and I'd keep going. If it's 95% and I add my input, well, I'm just upsetting them. I'm just taking what I'm demotivating them by saying, well, what if you did this? And why don't you do this? And what? No, the motivation is so important to the process. Don't demotivate them. Okay, number three, passing judgment. CEO says to subordinate one, that's a great idea. And then to another one, that's a good idea. And then to another, silence. What are they going to do? So if you pass judgment, beware, because that there's going to be an unintended consequence where people aren't going to be willing to step into you passing judgment on them again. Making destructive comments. Now, this is pretty obvious, but if you have cutting or sarcastic remarks, all you're doing is creating pain. Stop doing that. Habit number five, starting with no but or however. So when you begin a sentence with uh, no or but or however, you're telling the, the other person, well, you know, I think this is a good idea, but blah, 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 blah. Well, forget everything else that came before the but or the however. They just heard no. They just heard you're wrong. So stop doing that. Habit number six, telling the world how smart we are. Oh, we love to tell the world how smart we are, don't we? We do this all the time in so many ways. Um, okay, he says this, quote, we do this more overtly when we tell someone, I already knew that. We're merely boasting about how much we know. We are insulting to the other person. I've done it. You've probably done it. Stop doing it. You don't need to tell the world how smart we are. That's just screaming that we're um, maybe insecure or need somebody's attention. Don't do it. Okay, number seven, speaking when angry. <laughs> 
I've done it. You've done it. Speaking when angry. Once you get a reputation for emotional volatility, he says, you are branded for life. Pretty soon, that's all people will know about you. And I've been around people that were hotheads. And when they develop that reputation, in fact, he says this later else, uh, elsewhere in the book, like once you get that kind of reputation, your best bet may be to leave the organization because nobody's going to think of you in any way but as a hothead. Okay, number eight, negativity, or let me explain why that won't work. You've probably worked for somebody that was like that, right? Let me explain why this won't work. He says this, quote, let me explain why that won't work is unique because it's pure, unadulterated negativity under the guise of being helpful. We employ it to establish that our expertise is superior to that of someone else. So it's like a way of being one-upped on somebody by saying, let me explain why that won't work. Don't do that. Habit number nine, withholding information. Intentionally withholding information is the opposite of adding value. We are deleting value, yet it has the same purpose. And the purpose is to gain power. That's what you're trying to do when you're either adding too much value or when you're withholding information. You're trying to get one up on the other person. Okay, habit 10, failing to give proper recognition. And he says this, but there is a difference between being an achiever and a leader. Successful people become great leaders when they learn to shift the focus from themselves to others. Look, leadership is about getting work done through other people. So if you're going to do that, you need to give those people the rep recognition that they deserve. Just do it. It'll, it'll only add value to them and add value to you as a side effect. Habit number 11, claiming credit that we don't deserve. Oh man, when someone, he says this, when someone you work with steals the credit for a success you create, they're committing the most rage-inducing interpersonal crime in the workplace. This is the interpersonal flaw that generates more negative emotion than any other in my feedback interviews, and it creates bitterness that's hard to forget. Now, it creates more bitterness than any other, and he's interviewed hundreds of thousands of people. Okay, so stop claiming credit that you don't deserve. This is just terrible. Don't do it. Number 12, making excuses. So I love the way that he frames this because he says this, when you hear yourself saying, I'm sorry, I'm late, but the traffic was murder. Stop talking at the word sorry. Stop. So what, what he's saying is you're making excuses to try to make yourself look better, not to actually apologize. Don't do that. Just actually legitimately apologize and move on in life. Okay, number 13, clinging to the past. He says that sometimes we blame other people not as an excuse for our failure, but as a subtle way of highlighting our success. It's no more attractive than making excuses. And yet we, we all know people that do that kind of thing. And here's a history lesson of why we have to don't don't do that. It's just it's just you trying to make you look good. It's not really adding any genuine value to the conversation or to the other person. Number 14, playing favorites. Um, <laughs> you, you've seen people play favorites. I don't need to even quote or elaborate. Just don't do it. It only creates animosity. It does it in a family. It does it at work. Don't play favorites. Number 15, refusing to express regret. He says people who can't apologize at work may as well be wearing a t-shirt that says, I don't care about you. Look, if you screwed up, say you're sorry. Apologize genuinely, sincerely. It'll, it'll set people off balance because they're not expecting that. 
just do that. That's the right thing to do. And it's the thing that will cure or heal the relationship. Number 16, not listening. So um, he says this, in the past, very bright people would put up with disrespectful behaviors, but in the future, they will leave. And if they have the ability to leave, they're going to leave if they feel disrespected. Just be respectful and listen to people. The greatest way that you can, look, I had a professor in my MBA program that said listening is so close to loving that some people can't tell the difference. Listen to other people. Be respectful by listening. Next, number 17, failing to express gratitude. <laughs> I absolutely love this one, right? Uh, he asked this question. Do you think she'll resent you for thanking her twice? <laughs> I mean, it's, that's great. I mean, how many, who would be upset by being thanked a second or maybe even a third time? God forbid, right? <laughs> no, we all appreciate gratitude and it's not going to hurt if you do it again. So don't fail to express gratitude. In fact, people will stay around or the people that feel closest to their leaders are people who have been thanked. This is a Harvard study who have been thanked or commended for a job well done or something within the last month. If you go back out and that's like 80 something percent. And if you go back as far as two years and they haven't been thanked or anything like that, um, they're as far away from the leader as possible mentally at like something like 40% feel like they're close to the leader. So Okay. Number 18, punishing the messenger. He didn't do it. And you have to, you know, put on your big boy pants and realize he's just the messenger. Don't punish him. He didn't do it. He's trying to help you. Number 19, passing the buck says this, take a healthy dose of needing to win and making excuses. Mix it with refusing to apologize and failing to give proper recognition. Sprinkle in a faint hint of punish the messenger and getting angry. And what you end up with is passing the buck blaming others for our mistake. Wow. He said, passing the buck is the dark flip side of claiming credit that others deserve. Instead of depriving others for their rightful glory for a success, we wrongfully saddle them with the shame of our failure. Don't do it. Don't pass the buck. It's just wrong. And then number 20, an excessive need to be me. <laughs> and he says, it's just like his quote is like, hey, that's me. Deal with it. Okay. I don't know if it's just that, you know, people have watched too many Disney movies and follow your heart and whatever. And you've got to be you, boo. Don't do it. Stop, stop, stop. Just don't, don't do that. Don't be a jerk and then frame it as this is just who I am. No, that's just you being a jerk. You don't, <laughs> you don't have to actually do that. So don't do that. Okay. Those are the 20 habits that you must stop. Um, here, I want to end with a quotation for contemplation for today. It comes from a, a surfer, believe it or not. And he said this, make sure your worst enemy doesn't live between your two ears. <laughs> I think that's great advice. Hey, thanks for listening to me today. I hope that helps you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow.